Hey everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Mag, and it's time to put a survival smackdown on excuses. Check this out now. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hey everyone, welcome back. It is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And this week I have something a little bit different for you that I think you're going to really enjoy. You see, in our members only training network that for the New World Patriot Alliance, I open up my personal phone line once a week so that I can talk one-on-one -on -one with members about their personal needs when it comes to any part of their self-protection plan. Now, sometimes it's advice on how to prepare their survival plan, sometimes it's on firearms training, um, it can really be about anything that is an obstacle in your way to be a better protector. And we can cover pretty much anything. And if I don't know it, I've got a network over a hundred of over a hundred different experts that I can reach out to personally and have and connect people with so that they can get whatever need they have taken care of. Well, this past week, I got a great call in from one of our members, Steve, who had a question that I hear more than any other question out there when it comes to survival planning. But not only did he give me the question, he also began to do the second most common thing that people with this predicament have, and that's to try to explain why his situation is more complex than I may have thought of, and therefore it may not fit in with the answer that I gave. Well, my conversation with Steve is one that I've basically had a bazillion times, so I asked him for his permission to let you kind of be a fly on the wall for this part of our session, and so that you could see if this situation fits your own predicament, and you can hear the answer that I gave him. Now, it's short, it's to the point, and I have a feeling it may be a shocking wake-up call if you're one of the people out there who's been procrastinating in this certain area of your survival plan because you thought that this doesn't apply to you. Now, this call really was just a mindset call because the first step, at least with Steve at the first step, was to get over the hump of thinking this doesn't apply to me because dot, dot, dot. Just fill in the blank, whatever it is. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let you listen to the call now, but stick around because I'll also share three more tips at the end that will give you even more strategies for dealing with a forced evacuation for the elderly or disabled. Let's go ahead and join the call in progress now. Hello? Yes. Uh, this is Steve. I'm calling. I'm out here in San Diego. And uh, mm -hmm. recently my folks have uh, had some medical issues and uh, I've been following you. You got some good training. Uh, the only thing is... Uh, a lot of people uh, like myself now can't exactly bug out because I've got older uh, folks that have some medical issues. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at uh, if there be some training you might be able to come up with uh, for some of us that have to bug in, you know, stay in place at, at the house. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a couple of things with that, okay? Um, so, so two uh -huh. things. So first of all, as a New World Patriot, 
Alliance yes, member, you have uh, we do have actually have a whole we have about five I think different programs set up specifically for sheltering in place. Uh-huh. So if you look in the if you look in the catalog, okay. there, you have access to those. So if you look in there, you'll see that yes. what it, what I would do is I would start with the shelter in place module that's in there and start with that because that's going to give you the the basic foundation that you need and everything else. And then that's number one. Number two, uh-huh. I'm going to challenge you a little bit on this because this is a this is probably the most common objection that we get to to bugging out is yeah. either I'm I'm too old or I'm disabled or I'm taking care of people who are too old or disabled. And under those conditions, look, the best case scenario is we would be able to stay at home, right? Like we'd be able to, because we have more cover there, we have all of our supplies there, we can, right. we can protect ourselves. So the, all, those are all very good reasons that you would want to stay mm. in your in your home, especially if you're challenged where you have somebody that is older or disabled or something like that. However... That being said, yeah. that decision mm-hmm. for whether or not you should bug out and, and go to another another location can oftentimes be made for you. So in some cases, it might be the disaster right. itself. Like there's a wildfire. You're in, you're in California, so there's a wildfire coming your way, and you're not. You know, nobody's going to stay in their house and just say, "Okay, I guess we're going to be chicken McNuggets because." You know, our, right. our parents are old and they can't. We can't go anywhere, right? So, so while it is the best place for you to be yeah, most um, of the time, there are going to be times uh-huh. where you that choice is going to be made yeah, for um, you, and you have to have a plan. Well, well, okay. Well, one thing real quick is yep. my mom started having uh, back issues. She's an RN, and my dad, uh, uh, he recently, well, four years ago, he had uh, heart surgery, and this uh, July fourth, he. Uh, Thank God he didn't get a full, um, what do you call it, hip replacement, but he got a rod put in it. So right now we're going through uh, in-house Medicare uh, PT. So we're trying to get him back up to speed so he can and get off the walker to a cane. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of a pain because he's got a little bit of dementia. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I, I've got my uh, Bob, the, the one that you... Yep, the Xbox. I recommend. I've got that. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then um, what was it? Food for Patriots. I've got some of that. Let me address the special situation for for your parents mm-hmm. because because this is the second most probably the second objection that they're I get. in their eighties. They're yeah, they're yeah. in their mid eighties now. Yep. Yeah. So so that's the second objection I get. Like people will typically tell me like, look. I'm too old or I'm disabled or I have, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, yes, but that decision will be made for you. And they say, and there, a lot of times their comeback is, yeah, but you don't understand. They're, they're in their 80s and they have a bad hip and they can't walk and one's bedridden. It's like, it, like it's not going to matter when there's a wildfire coming your way. It's all, of, it's all about what you're right. going to do now to plan if mm-hmm. that choice is made for you. So, for example, if somebody oh, okay. is typically driving around a Volkswagen VW Bug, well, you know that's probably not mm-hmm. going to be the best thing if you needed to evacuate to put your, you know, right. your father-in-law who is bedridden and can't sit in the back of a Volkswagen Beetle. You know, that's just a, mm-hmm. a that's just a, a wild example of it. But it might right. be that you need to have medications that are that are available that you can take with you. It might be that you need 
to have accommodations in the vehicle to hang an oxygen tank or something like that. Whatever it is, you've got to put yourself right. in that scenario of, oh, my God, the wildfire is coming. We have to leave now. What would what would be our biggest obstacles? Like if we had to leave right this minute, what would be our biggest mm-hmm. obstacles? Because most people never even ask that question until the fire is already uh, at their front step, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, grab yeah, the traffic. Grab? Yeah. Right. So you've got <laughs> traffic. You've got accommodations for medical disabilities and, and medications and things yep. like that. Okay, so Steve and I got his plan back on track, but there are a whole lot of additional considerations that have to be taken into account. And that's why I do these personal one-on-one calls each week with our NWPA members to help people really customize their own planning to fit their individual needs, which is exactly what you need to do. So if you are older or disabled or you care for someone who is, and you're also thinking that maybe bugging out isn't an option for you, then... Let me remind you that bugging out isn't always a decision that you make. That decision can be made for you, and you really do have to be ready at a moment's notice to evacuate your location and go to some place that's safe. So let me give you a few more tips that I think will help you if this situation does describe where you're at. Okay. So number one, you have to make sure that you plan for primary transportation. Now, a lot of older people no longer drive. Okay, so that might not be an option for you just to get inside of your vehicle and to evacuate to a safe location. So if you are challenged when it comes to actual transportation, you're going to have to find somebody else who can do that for you. You're going to have to be part of somebody else's plan. Now, hopefully, you have somebody that's close to you that is a relative. Maybe maybe it's a, a, a son or daughter or a grandson or granddaughter, somebody that has the means to be able to pick you up and take you with them if you're in a forced evacuation type scenario. Whatever that that might be for you, you've got to figure out what exactly that is. If you don't have any other family members, that doesn't mean that you just give up. You're going to have to find a network. You're going to have to find somebody in your area that you can count on and make arrangements with ahead of time so that you know if the, if we were ever in a if we were ever in a scenario we've got to leave Can we come with you? Do you have the means to be able to take us with you? You've got to arrange that ahead of time. That's nothing that's going to happen at a moment's notice when there's a disaster headed your way, a hurricane, a fire, or whatever it is. Okay? So really rack your brain. Come up with one or two, preferably more than one, um, a few different options that you might be able to go and explore and see if you can arrange this ahead of time. Okay? It might not even be something that these people even have in mind, or they they might not be you know planning for any survival strategies or anything like that, but and it doesn't have to be some doomsday apocalypse type thing. Okay, you can just go to them and talk about if there were you know I'm seeing these wildfires in California or these hurricanes and things like that. So I just like to know I just like to have the peace of mind to know that if we were ever in a situation that we we need to leave that we would be able to come with you. Okay, so you've got to plan that out now. You've got to start thinking about it now. You've got to make those plans right now. Okay. All right. So tip number two is to plan for alternative transportation. Now, what I mean by that is if you are somebody or if you have somebody that you're caring for that has trouble moving around, has trouble walking, maybe they're bedridden, maybe they walk with a cane, maybe it's with a uh, they have a walker or something like that. If they have mobility problems, 
then you have to make you have to make considerations for for being able to be mobile. Now that isn't just the vehicle itself. What we're talking about is what about when you get to your next location? What if you are you know, you do have to go into a Red Cross station or something like that? Under those stressful conditions, especially if you don't have a, uh, there's not a bed there, somebody is sleeping on a cot now, it's very uncomfortable, it aggravates a, a, a disability or something like that, your best thing is going to typically be a wheelchair. So even if you are someone or you're with somebody that, that doesn't necessarily use a wheelchair, okay, maybe they still are walking, maybe they're using a walker or something like that, you still want to go out and get, just get a used wheelchair. You can pick them up really inexpensively. And just make sure that you have that. One of the folding kind, okay, as the smaller you can make it, the better. But that's going to be really helpful in a situation where you're going to have to move around and get to, get to one location to another location. And it also is going to help you carry the additional survival supplies that you have with you. So that's going to go into tip number three here in just a minute. But, you know, having a backpack or something that you can just go on the, the, the handbars for the wheelchair or, or sit on, on, or sit on somebody's lap as they're, as pushing around, that's going to help to carry all that stuff. Because if you have somebody that's trying to use a walker or something like that, well, they're not going to be carrying a backpack with supplies on it. They're additional food or water or whatever it is. Okay. It's going to have to be, you know, somebody else is going to have to carry it for them. Or again, best, best situation is you have a wheelchair that you can use for that situation. Okay. All right. And tip number three is to have your go bag packed and ready to go. So you do need a bug out bag, even if you think that bugging about bugging out isn't for you. And this is something that I deal with every single time I give a talk at a survival convention or something like that. I'm up on stage and I'll have people that will inevitably, you know, at, raise their hand and say, yeah, but I, you know, I'm, I'm too old. I'm disabled or whatever. I don't need a bug out bag or anything like that. No, you absolutely do need a bug out bag. Now, fortunately, Steve has one of our X-Bobs and hopefully you either attended one of our training webinars for the X-Bob or you have one yourself. But here's the thing. Even if you don't think that bugging out is, is right for you, well, that bug out bag can have all of your supplies in it in one look, in, in one specific spot. You don't have to have it all around the house. That way, when you make plans or if somebody is coming to pick you up, they, they, they drop by to get you to, to evacuate because you have no other choice that was made for you, well, you don't want to be scrambling around trying to put all your stuff together, your medication, all these other things. That stuff has to be ready to go so that when they come, you're not holding everybody back. Because as you've seen, when it's a forced evacuation and everybody's leaving the area, what happens? It ends up becoming a parking lot out on the highways, right? You've got to get out as fast as you possibly can to get ahead of the herd and be able to get out and far, as far away as possible from the location where the disaster is coming. The best way to do that is you have to be ready to go with your go bag, with your X-Bob preferably, your bug out bag, all packed, ready to go with your additional food, all the supplies that you need so that you're not burdening somebody else with it. You've got to build, you've got to be ready to go. It doesn't excuse you from having your bug out bag. Okay. All right. So those are just three more tips that you can use to be able to put your plan together if you are elderly or disabled or caring for somebody that is. All right. But what I'd also like to do is to get your feedback, your comments. So on our blog, make sure that you go ahead and either ask your questions, but what I really want from you is what plans are you making? What are some of the additional considerations that you need to make? for somebody that is elderly or disabled, and if you are in a forced evacuation scenario, 
What are those other things you need to think about? And what steps have you taken to be able to close those gaps for yourself? I'd love to hear what you have to say. So make sure that you leave your comments on the blog. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival podcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.